0: This is the pre-tape for the radio show dated 82615. Hello everyone. It's Janet back on the Higher South Voice Radio Show. Again, this is a pre-tape for 826-15. So hello, hello to everyone. Because it's a pre-tape, as you know, I'm I'm away, I'm in a very rural area there is no guarantee that I'll have I'll have any Wi-Fi to do the show or even the privacy to do the show so I'm doing these pre tape shows which is fun and I'm certainly getting used to it now I remember the first one I felt a little funky with Uh, the last one I felt completely comfortable so I'm happy I'm happy whether it's pre-taped now or live in any case because it is not live there will be no call-ins available, so I'm not going to give out the call-in number. But you can always email me, Janet at janetrichmond.com or janet at higherselfvoice.com. Either way, you can, you know, contact me. Uh, not either way, but either either address you can contact me. Let me know if you have any questions, concerns, healing requests feedback gee feedback would be so great guys i think the listeners i know the listeners get a lot out of it and so you know i encourage anybody and everyone to reach out okay i know everybody has a busy life i really understand that but if you can take 5 minutes it doesn't have to be you know pages long or even paragraphs long it could be just a few sentences long just a question or a concern or a request Something simple, and I will get back to each and every one of you because of my situation over the next two and a half weeks. I'm not completely sure how fast, but I would say within a day or two I'll get back. And of course, if there's any feedback or anything related to the show, it will come out on the show uh, when I return, which I believe is the the next radio show that will be live, I believe, will be September 2nd. Or right around there, the the, fir, the first Wednesday in September. Okay, so that covers that information. Now, as you know, the prior two pre-tape shows, I worked was working on bias and prejudice, and I decided to spread it over three shows, and I chose religion, the bias and prejudice against various religions, or what uh, for in whatever form, bias and prejudice against race. And then today is bias and prejudice against sexual orientation, and I talked a lot in those two shows and a show two weeks prior to that one. Uh, I talked a lot on, about the astral, and I included in both of those healings the astral. So we 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 included a first. I talked about the astral, then I did the healing on those biases, and included the astral. In the healing as well. It was two really great global healings and that will be happening again today. I said last week that I would be adding more astral information today, but as I planned the pre-tape show, I realized what is more relevant and more important to this topic of sexual orientation is a little bit about the soul. Now some of this I think I have shared with you on the show. So some of it will sound a bit familiar, but I have certain elements that I have not shared with you on the show. And I will then, after the general information about the soul, I will then take it around and give some very general information about sexual orientation. I think you're going to find it very interesting and it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to put the healing on, we're all going to be on the same page. You may not have, you may not believe what I say, you know, as I keep saying, I just am presenting the higher self information. If you haven't heard it, then you don't really have a choice of, of what you think and what you feel. You just, you just make choices based on what you've already heard. So if it's something new, great. It might seem alien at first, or uncomfortable, or uh, threatening, or whatever it might feel at first. Or you may feel, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Hey, I'll go with that. Whatever it is you feel is absolutely fine and okay, and you'll change your mind over time anyway. We, we, We often go through a myriad of shifts about any ideas, so that's also possible. In any case, I'm not advocating that you believe what I say, never, Uh, but I wanted to just tell you what the higher selves have told us about the soul. Much of this is in my new book that, as I mentioned the last couple of shows, there is a delay on the new book. Um, It will not be coming out August 19th, but I am working to figure out how it's all going to unfold, and I'm just sure there will be very good reasons why the delay happened i'm not upset about it i'm just hey i've learned from it you know me i do you know whatever the delay is i go in there and start digging on my own stuff why did i bring in a delay and there you have it i'm neutralizing i'm trying to get to the bottom of whatever patterns i'm carrying so that's what i've been doing and i fully expect the next attempt to be smooth and unfold and be better for the book um than the, than the prior attempt, simply because I've shifted my own energetic field. I think you guys get it now. That's how it happens. So I'm not telling you anything unless you're brand new to the show that you haven't heard me say before. Anyway, I um, I, I I want everybody to, be, to understand about sexual orientation, uh, and that's why I'm presenting this information. And and i think by the end you're going to understand why discriminating based on sexual orientation is like discriminating based on hair color or height or having an any belly button as opposed to an outie belly button yeah i know i don't mean to sound silly or be ridiculous but you're going to see that basing discrimin- and being dis- discriminating or having biases based on differences in sexual orientation is is not really any more valid as, as well. I'm not going to be friends with that person because he or she has an any or an outie ba- belly button, whichever one it is you don't like. That seems ridiculous to us, doesn't it? And I picked a ridiculous example because at the bottom line, you're going to see that sexual orientation is as equal. I mean, sexual orientation bias or discrimination is, is equally. Um, you know silly now i don't again want to present it as if people who are discriminatory are stupid or silly it's not about that all of the discriminations and biases we have for no matter what and that this goes for all of us globally come from our experiences, real experiences at the soul level. And I've talked about that last week uh, uh, related to race, related to, and, and the week before, related to religion. These things, these biases are not because we're ridiculous, we're silly, we're uh, stupid, we're uneducated, we are whatever. It is because of the experiences that we've had, that we've brought in to our life pattern it is it, it comes from very real experiences and misunderstandings misconceptions misinterpretations, hurts and wounds that we've taken on over these many lifetimes that have brought us and led us to the biases that we have today whether it's against people who have different sexual orientations than we do or whatever okay so, you're going to understand a little bit more where discrimination comes from and how we can heal this pattern and either discrimination against others or the hurt and the pain and the difficulties that we have when others discriminate against us. We've all experienced both in, in many lives even if not in this life. Perhaps you've never been discriminated against due to your sexual orientation in this life, so you can't relate to it maybe on some level. That's okay. But trust me, you're carrying that discrimination somewhere in the energetic field from many, many other lifetimes that you have been discriminated against. All of us have also been discriminatory. We were born in the upper, upper echelons of societies in noble houses or royal houses or... Uh, the the you know the the wealthy the 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 best hunters what, whatever the chiefs and we were brought up to discriminate against the untouchables the lower classes those less fortunate we've all been discriminatory for many many different reasons and again this isn't any reason to get down on ourselves it's just to understand that we have experienced that, so we carry it. So when we do the healing, we're gonna be healing both sides, guys, both being discriminated against by others and also us discriminating against others, ourselves. Whether it, I mean, we're gonna focus on sexual orientation, but of course, this goes for race, color, and creed. It goes for everything that, you know, the religion and the, the race, it goes for every kind of discrimination, even if we discriminate against people who have Audi belly buttons. I know, again, it's so silly, but I want to make it so clear because nobody could probably ever imagine being discriminatory or having anybody else be, be biased against people who have outie belly buttons or, you know, who are one inch taller or two, two inches shorter than we are. We can't imagine that. It just doesn't seem like any kind of logic or any kind of possibility. And it's the same with sexual orientation. It is, we can understand that better because we have experienced it, both sides of it, but the reasoning or the rationale behind it is as, un, um, there is no real foundation for it, ex- except for, of course, our experiences, but not in the re- object objectively okay okay so let me let me explain now it might surprise you guys to know unless you've heard it from me that there's no such thing as a young soul not only did we all begin our evolutionary journey in the mineral kingdom and spent eons of time there. And then continued through the plant kingdom where we spent eons of time there. And, and then we went into the animal kingdom and we spent eons of time there. But we are also now moving through the human kingdom. And in the human kingdom alone, we have spent eons and eons and eons of lifetimes in our evolutionary journey. There is no such thing as a young soul. So you, as humans today on this planet... We have experienced virtually millions and billions of events, situations, conditions, etc., as the result of our tens and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of lifetimes. And we come into each, every new life, carrying at the energetic level all of those experiences from our previous lives, all of them. We are so truly more complex than we ever thought ourselves to be. Now despite all of that those times and all those experiences I want to tell you one thing very important life as a human is not a crapshoot have we all felt it was a crapshoot of course we have felt that way we have believed it we have logically thought it out and come to the conclusion that life is a crapshoot but Let me be really clear that a soul does not take on a body and incarnate on this planet or any other planet in any other life as a victim of circumstance. Souls reincarnate on any given planet having made the individual choice to play out that next life for an infinite number of reasons, which, oops, turn my phone off, which you wouldn't. We wouldn't know. We we barely know what it is for our life lives based, and we certainly don't know for other people. Now, when the soul is is a relatively new human, has not built up very many, very much awareness uh, at the conscious level. Their choice to reincarnate is still a choice, but they it may be very, you know, maybe emotional reasons like. Um, I want to go in and get revenge on somebody, or I am upset because I had to leave the one I love, or I want to be in the same area because there's plenty of food, or I want to, you know, get back into that conflict with those people that, you know, get revenge on somebody. It would be more like that. But when we are become more aware, we put a lot more thinking into the choices that we make, and. <coughs> <clears throat> we come in for so many different reasons to grow, to learn, to resolve pain, fear, doubt, rage, whatever. Uh, but the mind of this life, the mind that that we're living in the current life has no recollection of the soul's decision as to why, why it has taken the life on. So we, that's why we feel it's a crapshoot. And it makes this journey kind of difficult for us because We don't know. Yet, bottom line, we're the directing identity for our lives. We're not victims, and we're not puppets. We're not puppets to something external to us. We make the choices. Each soul makes the choice as to the next life, as to where it's going in its evolutionary process, what it wants to accomplish. So we play out the patterns, and we have this current life based on what our soul believed that we needed to get from this life. And the beliefs that the soul has, whether they're negative or positive or a mix, the soul believes that this life will be helpful to us. But often purposes are misread, misunderstood, or it seem insignificant altogether once we take on the body. Because you know that soul, and I've said this before, it can't pick up the phone, can't text us. It can't Join Facebook and say, Hey, buddy, you have this is what you're there to do. No, it can't explain. Once we're in body, we've gone deaf, dumb, and blind, and this is frustrating, especially when we're what we're experiencing in this life is negative. And because we don't understand that, you, you know, certainly at the outset, maybe many of you understand now because you've listened to this show and heard it from many other. People are saying similar things out there. Um, we've set up the circumstances of these experiences and we've agreed to them at the soul level. It's the soul level where the free will resides, as you've heard me so said many times. And the soul can change its mind once we're in body, and it certainly does, but it sets up the circumstances of the next life, usually as best it can. There's no guarantees because the soul's not sure once in body how we're going to how we're going to handle it. Soul tries to set up the circumstances just so right to make it obvious what we're supposed to be seeking and searching and figuring out. But we don't always get it right. We often don't get it right, unfortunately. But in any case, once we're Once we have moved into the human kingdom, there are untold infinite numbers of combinations and permutations of the situations and conditions that any one soul can experience in its enormous journey in this human kingdom. So each soul is a snowflake, no two are alike, and so we can't figure out, it's hard enough to figure out our own journey, guys, we can't figure out someone else's and if we're going to make some sort of judgment about someone else any kind of prejudice any kind of bias no matter what the reason i'm guaranteeing you we're misjudging them it's a misjudgment so hey let's give ourselves a break and let's try to understand more of what's going on that's what i'm spending all this time today trying to explain to you okay now to set the scene for our journey in the uh, human kingdom i want you to understand that there is a marked shift between the three lower kingdoms the mineral plant and animal and the human kingdom in this kingdom we have a reason thought process we have the ability to communicate that does not fully exist in the lower kingdoms and humans move up the evolutionary frequency by expanding the levels of our awareness instead of going through a series of thousands and tens of thousands of changes in our physical bodies to become more complex. I mean if you look in the animal kingdom, and you've heard me say this before, the different animal, the levels of animal awareness and consciousness Move from you know the one celled amoeba through sponges and coral and seaweed and algae and and you know eventually grasses and flowering plants and trees and vegetables and and all of that um, I mean I was going into plants instead of animals. I think I did this once before uh, the the amoebas the the corals the um, you know, the 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 fish, the insects, you know, all of these kind of many, many birds and all the amphibians, reptiles, eventually get to mammals and eventually we we start getting to a more complex, more highly evolved animals. So they're very, very distinct, different body types that as we move through these this animal kingdom we have developed Uh, and changed in many different forms. The physical form has changed. Well, in the human kingdom, in the very, very early man, yes, there are some physical changes, but for the most part, we very early on move into one physical form and we've retained this Homo sapiens form for, you know, I I guess hundreds of thousands of years. I've sort of forgotten the timing on it. But what changes in the human kingdom is the level of awareness, okay, Um, So what is the soul and what is the mind? And I think you understand generally from what I've said so far, but these terms are really common and they're defined dependent on the religion, the philosophy, the science, the modality, whatever is describing them. And for me, of course, they come from the higher selves and they could be different than you already kind of have a general idea of. But in, in any case, it's the soul that carries the energy of awareness. And sometimes that can be hard to grasp because we often have that either-or either or viewpoint of we are aware or we're clueless, right? We often go to that, the two extremes, we're aware, we're clueless. But instead of that, I want you to think of the energy of awareness that begins with no awareness or virtually none and moves into higher and higher levels of awareness, and, of course, in the mineral kingdom, the, the, the level of awareness is extremely low. As we move up, even plant awareness, we would deem low. But we can see in the animal kingdom, by the time we get to the animals, at the higher echelons, frequency uh, levels of the animal kingdom, the, the level of awareness is quite startling in a way i mean some animals identify themselves in a mirror they have a sense of self identity we of course we know animals that have been taught language so the the levels of animal awareness is definitely very distinct but once we move into the the human kingdom as i said our awareness grows and it just moves up more and more levels rather than the physical body changing. So, the mind what is the mind? It's the mental and emotional process in this current life. It's how we think, feel, react, and process all of what happens to us. It's actually an aspect or a part of our soul conglomerate. There, it is a, if with each new life, there is a new aspect of the soul that is born and carried or carries the newborn body. It's They both come in together. So the mind is new to each life. Each aspect is separate from the conglomerate soul but it is fully connected to the conglomerate soul and I'm going to explain that in a minute too. So what we do is the mind of each life goes through the life experiencing, learning, growing, all that happens in the life the mind is the mechanism that this allows the soul to experience while it's in body the, it's it's the mind that allows our soul to learn more and more about how to swim just using swimming as an example it could be anything at the soul level if we've never done any swimming ever we want to learn how to swim and i'm probably that's not the case but let's just go with that for the moment The soul can learn all about swimming. Maybe there's some, you know, heavenly videos or there's uh, learning and, and explaining going on by the educators in heaven to teach the soul how to swim. But until the soul actually experiences the act of swimming, it doesn't really know what swimming is like. It doesn't really know if it can do it, if it likes it, what it means to it. So it is the mind that goes out and is the mechanism that the soul uses to experience and to learn and to grow now when we die the current mind from the lifetime you've just left joins the conglomerate soul from all the previous with along with all the previous minds from the previous lifetimes so the higher selves actually define the soul as the conglomerate of the minds of the past the conglomerate of the minds of the past. So each mind becomes part of the totality of the soul consciousness. So the soul carries the totality of all the experiences, all the knowledge, all the belief systems, all the self-identities, all the misunderstandings, all the hurts, all the emotional, everything that have come from the eons of lifetimes we've lived. And the soul evolves by adding more and more minds to its beingness. That's how we learn. That's how our awareness grows. We bring in more knowledge, more uh, understanding, more everything, along with more misunderstandings, more false beliefs, more confusion, and more conflicts. Okay? So at some point, the soul is making the decision to resolve those confusions, those conflicts, those misunderstandings. And that's where so many of us are right now today on this planet. Because this planet is at the place where we have the information, the the techniques, and the understanding is out there. The knowledge is out there, not just for me, but many modalities, I'm sure, that explains exactly how we can resolve these problems with a soul. Okay? Um, so... When we are born into each life, as I've said, we, we come in deaf, dumb, and blind. Of course, I don't mean in any way, shape, or form to be rude, but we're ignorant about what the soul is having us do. So th- it means that there's a huge realm of all that soul awareness that is completely hidden from the mind. Now, this can be misleading. Because it's hidden, we kind of feel like it's not there, it's not important it's something we deal with when we die but in fact the soul is a huge force if not the biggest force behind all that we are it's at the soul level that we define ourselves that we hold on to the limited truths that rule our current life that we have held and utilize all the beliefs that we have all the conflicts And it's the soul that operates behind the scenes to determine the characteristics of the life we're experiencing right now. Now, I want to give you an analogy because I think it'll help you understand. I want you to think of the soul and the mind. They're together. Think of them as an ocean, okay? We all know what an actual ocean is like. Now, an ocean is huge, it's deep, it's complex, it's rich with resources, it's also rife with pollution, it's multi-layered, it's, and the deepest part of it is completely hidden from the waters at its surface. So I want you to connect the idea that the mind of this life is like those upper levels of the ocean, It's the upper levels of the ocean where we interact. We swim, we sail, we snorkel, we fish, we explore, whatever. We never, as individuals, delve very far with, with few exceptions. We never delve very deeply into the ocean. We're very really mostly unaware of what's, you know, we can go swimming off the beach. We don't know if there's a shark 20 feet off to our right. We don't know for the most part, unless someone has sighted it. We don't know if there's a manta ray or a barracuda about to clomp on her heel. (laughs) We don't know so much of what's going on there. But, and, and that's very similar to the way our mind works. We're not aware of what's going on at the soul level. But the ocean is the foundation of what happens in the, in the actual ocean of what happens at the upper levels. We think that it's just the weather, maybe the cycle of the moon, or other external elements affect the ocean, the water, the surface of our water. But in fact, the lower ocean the lower levels of the ocean have a huge impact on what happens at the surface of the water. If the lower levels are calm, unpolluted, and full of life, the upper levels of the ocean would be provided with great riches and resources, opportunities for enjoyment, productivity, and meaning. But if the lower levels are experiencing some geothermal events, some intense stuff going on down in the depths of the ocean. The surface of the ocean may experience traumas like volcanic, eru- volcanic eruptions, earthquakes, tsunamis, or life-threatening high tides. If the lower levels are polluted and there's garbage and junk and residue and trash, the upper layers will have fewer resources, more junk that gets in our way. We can't fully enjoy the upper levels of the ocean when it's just full of all that gunk and it makes life at the top makes enjoyment and productivity at the top layers of the ocean really less much more difficult. It's the same way for us at the soul level. If the soul, if our soul is clear and not full of Strife and conflict and hurt and wound and pain, the upper levels of our symbolic ocean or at the mind level, our lives are going to be much more productive, joyful, happy, fulfilling, exciting, etc. etc. So, what happens to each of us at the soul level, what we're carrying at the soul level, is as important as what's happening at the mind level our souls are the our identity in the conglomerate beingness and the mind is our identity in the current life however both of them are so indelibly intertwined we can only help ourselves by understanding both and the fact of the matter is when we don't it's as if both are operating with one hand tied behind the back the soul if it's not moving and in coordination with and communicating with and um, working with, the mind has a hand tied behind its back and vice versa. If the mind is unaware of the soul, not paying attention, not being aware, not, 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 the mind is operating in this life with one hand tied behind the back. If we understand both and work to connect both and to clear both then the process becomes more empowered more efficient, more productive more loving, more uh, accelerated there's more, more healthy more balanced, more fun so we want to very much understand the soul and the mind Okay, now you didn't think you were going to get that big whole thing, I'm sure. Um, some of that will be coming out in my book along with much more. There is much more. But I wanted to give you the general overview of the soul because now I want, you know, the topic of the day, and trust me, I haven't forgotten, is discrimination based on sexual or- orientation. Now, the next thing that I want to bring in, but I had to give you some basis, is the male and the female nature. I want you to understand that each and every soul carries both a male nature and a female nature, every single soul. And in the human kingdom, the development and the growth and the expansion and awareness about these two sides of our soul is, excuse me, very much a significant part of our journey. As you know, in the mineral and the plant kingdom, there is no sexual distinguish, you know, there it's all, both sexes are within, say, the plants. There are a few plants that have male and female, a very few plants, but mostly it's, you know, that are in separate, pla- pa- separate plants, but mostly they're within one plant. In the the animal kingdom, certainly in the early animals, you have the amoeba where it's just the split. There is no male anema, uh, amoeba and female amoeba. But as the animal nature expands, yes, the animals um, become uh, carry both. And I think I said fairly recently that there's some animals like worms that carry both in the same body. But for the most part, there are... Uh, two different sexes as the animals get more complex but in the in the human kingdom we expand and explore that male and female na- na- nature way more than that we are really learning and growing and developing the male and female nature that's part of our journey here now there are souls that collect experiences lifetime after lifetime and lifetime Playing out of more of one soul nature than the other. And these souls can take on the flavor of a male soul simply because of the predominant experiences or the flavor of a female soul. But at some point, even those souls will be working to develop the other side of themselves because it's very important that the development, the unfoldment, the learning and the awareness about each of the natures uh, become you know equal and balanced so but I want to be really clear that every soul carries both okay now part of the decisions a soul makes before it reincarnate reincarnates would have may have to do with which nature well of course which nature are they going to reincarnate as a female or as a male okay so that decision is always part of the decision and. What, what are they going to be processing the next life? What are the circumstances, et cetera, et cetera? Why, did, why would they choose a male or to be a male or a female? And there can be so many reasons as to why they pick one sex or the other. It's, there's absolutely enormous, infinite reasons. And we've all experienced both types. We've all been men and women. We've all played out of both sides. Um, But there are also many times that a soul will choose to carry a male nature, not necessarily in a male body, but the male nature in a female body, or a female nature in the male body. And there are as many reasons as to why those choices would be made as there are those that made those choices, and virtually all of us have experienced that kind of situation, if not n- hundreds of times in a, as part of our long journey. It's part of the awareness. We've all experienced this, you know, opposite kind of approach. Instead of the female nature in the female body, it's the male nature in the male body. And instead of the male nature in the male body, it's the female nature in the male body. We've all experienced that, and I'm going to give you a couple of examples. I mean, I could talk until the cows come home, and I don't want to do that. So I'm just going to give you a couple examples, but you'll really get to understand. Okay. Now, one example, which go which is fascinating, that it actually is very much a part of my next book, but I'm giving it to you in a very general sense here, is a... An example of a soul that was much more comfortable being a man. And he just had that soul identity of being a male, okay? But he got to the point where he became aware he needed to develop that female nature. So he would try once in a while to carry that female nature in body, and he had absolutely miserable experience, terrible and he came to really have great distaste for being a female he interpreted being a female as being a lot of negative things and you'll see it in my next book I'm not going to go into the the details but at some point he was going to educators in the human kingdom heaven saying you know I know I have to figure this out they would help him um, and he found, finally, a way to compromise because either he was happy in the male lives or he was miserable in a, when he was a female. He decided to bring in a life where he was the female nature in a male body. It was kind of a compromise. He thought maybe he could play out that female-sensitive nature that he needed to work on with the experience in the male body in some way. And so he came in. He was gay, and he went through and had some very, it it was absolutely fascinating, his experience. This is actually a true story. You are going to just be completely fascinated with it. But this kind of thing, this general kind of thing, can happen at any time. And he was not a victim. He chose this compromise. He didn't make a mistake. He didn't screw up. It wasn't fate, it wasn't doom, it wasn't karma. He was trying to come to a higher understanding about things and chose this route to. in hopes that it would play out and bring higher understanding. He also had other reasons, and I'm not going to go into that, but the idea was that he was really hoping to, uh, there were many reasons, but one of the reasons was that he was hoping to give more time to the female part of himself, to (laughs) allow the female to have some more experiences, even though in the male body. Now, I want everybody to understand that when you play out this kind of journey, it can be a hard road, and you would know that going into it, Now, some souls would choose parents, for example, that would be understanding, and they would have very supportive parents, for example, that help them be different and have that different sexual orientation. Even though many have the different sexual orientation, it may not be part of the majority. And so... You know, a soul would know, it would perhaps choose parents that were very understanding and would be supportive so that at least that part of the journey wouldn't be difficult. Now, other souls would choose parents that wouldn't understand or other situations and conditions that would be very difficult. So they, too, are making those choices at the soul level. They have their reasons. We may not understand them. The soul itself, when they come in, wouldn't understand they're just going through the process and trying to figure out and trying to get through the difficulties as best they can. So it's, we choose these things. We aren't victims. We aren't, um, it, it's not a crapshoot. We've made these choices and we've chosen them for really good reasons because we have something we need to work out at the soul level. We need to learn. We need to heal. We need to whatever it is. And it's usually really complicated. It's much more complicated than what I told you in this one example, but the complications are all explained in my book. You're going to love it. It's a true story. In any case, the, the soul is there for really good reasons. And it's, it's okay, okay. Let me give you, before I go on, let me give you another example. This this example came up with a client during a session. She'd come in with the male nature in a female body. And in the session, the higher selves indicated that she chose that way because she was completely frustrated and angry about so many of her lives as a male. Why? Because when she was male, so many of the societies and the cultures that she was in the males were expected to be the warriors, the soldiers, the hunters, the protectors, etc., etc., because they were male, and in those societies, the male and the female was greatly uh, defined What, what kind of role they had in the society, but her male nature carried... Great passion for the arts, was very creative, and had great spirituality, but had very little chance to develop those things in these so many of the societies that she had come into as a male. So she chose to come in as a, bringing the male nature in as the female, because she wouldn't get that immediate bias. Oh, you're a man, well, you must be good at sports. You know, you're a man, you must be, you know, work out at the gym. Or you're a man, you must, you know, maybe you're going to sign up to be in the army. Whatever. She wanted to develop other sides of the male nature in ways that she felt she couldn't accomplish, at least not enough, in those, in a male body. Now, it was much more complex than that. That is one of the... Uh, that was one of the reasons I'm not going to get into the others but this was very uh, you know for her it was definitely a choice Uh, it's always a choice and so that's why that was one of the reasons she came in the female nature in the male nature in the female body now Again, these choices are much more complicated than I'm indicating because our, com- our lives are so complex and our experiences are countless, and so much has been unfolded into our energetic side, so much baggage we need to clear, so many things we need to understand and learn about. But sexuality is as much a part of the human learning process as is learning about material balance. As learning about relationships, as learning about spirituality, there is no more reason for us to discriminate against someone who's exploring their male or female natures differently than you and I than to discriminate against someone who's still learning to learning uh, their spiritual nature in a uh, spiritual modality that is different than you and I, or in a race that is different than you or I. There is no need to look at differences and see or experience or um, discriminate, discriminate, discriminate against people for differences. We're all on complicated paths. We're all where we are. We don't need someone else to tell us how to do it And we don't need to do it like anyone else, whether they tell us or not. And the same goes in return. Now, do we have legitimate reasons why we sometimes try to do that? Why we sometimes react to the differences? Why we sometimes have bias and discrimination? Yes, we do. I explained early on, we absolutely have reasons. And we've all experienced people doing it to us. So all the more... Reason for us, now that we can sort of look at it from a more objective level, a more neutral space now it's to go it's time to go in to neutralize all of those knee-jerk stuff, that old stuff that we've carried from all those lifetimes where we didn't have the bigger picture. Of course, there's much more to the LGBT community than I've spoken about, but it's the same, no matter what aspect of the, of the community, no matter what aspect of the community that we looked at, it's really all the same. Each soul, whether in that community or any community, is has chosen to learn, to explore, to balance, to work out its issues in the way it chooses. And we don't want someone else to, t- to treat us like we're bad, wrong, crazy, evil, whatever. And I know that... You know, I'm talking to the choir here because I know the people listening to the show don't want to do that to anyone else either. So now, guys, let's get to the healing. Let's work to dis- on the discrimination and the bias towards sexual orientation. It's yet one other area that has we brought in so much of from our past lives. It's very prevalent in the astral. Many astral truths about it. I don't know that we'll get any specifics, but. Um, but honestly, we need to clear the astral also about the conflict and the viewpoints that are divisive in nature, those things that keep us apart and don't allow us to really experience the equality, the purity, and perfection of each and every one of us. We don't need to be against one another or afraid of one another or avoid one another. We simply, with understanding and with the techniques, the pure soul essence, the help of the higher selves, we can move and, and neutralize and release as much of what we're carrying. And of course, I'm working on, going to be working the healing on the global level. So we are going to be helping as many uh, people as possible. Okay. All right. So I'm just, um... Catherine, you need to cut this because I'm just going to pause it for a minute. So this is a message to you. And we will start the healing in just a moment. Okay, I'm, you all know the drill. I'm, I'm hoping that you all quiet your mind and get comfortable, take a few deep breaths and really focus on the now moment, bringing in, bringing in the mind's eye, quieting the mind focusing on the now moment and allowing us to get this moment set up. I'm again seeing the image of the globe and all of the humanities, past, present, and future present upon the globe. And the now moment is being activated and set up and surrounding the globe as it's been happening. And it also is including the totality of the astral. So this now moment is actually quite large and we're all being held in this energetic space allowing us to join in one accord and operate with that full focus of attention. I'm now going to ask that we focus on the expansion of the now moment to fully encompass the totality of the past, present, and future nows. That we allow the forever now moment to move into place to become that time-space continuum streaking through or becoming part of moving and encompassing much of the human kingdom universe, known and unknown. And this, this forever now moment is enormous, and it is inclusive of the journey of the planetary soul, the soul of the planet Earth. So it is a very powerful, powerful, um, enormous energetic space, this forever now moment. I'm going to now ask that we focus on that symbolic pure soul essence sunlight that we carry within, that sunlight or that pure soul essence that is everything that the originating source was, is, and is becoming. And as we focus on it, the light itself is... It's almost like it's pulsing out, moving to encompass the totality of the physical body, the physical body of all the souls uh, that are in physical body, the, the physical body of the planet Earth. It is inclusive in what it is encompassing. It is encompassing the totality of the minds of each and every soul and the, and the soul, the conglomerate soul of each and every human being that is present and the soul of the planet Earth. So this brilliant light is filling the forever now moment and it is moving in and will be healing simultaneously the astral. The astral has had a significant shift. I'm seeing it at the outset in much better condition than I've seen it in the prior two times. Each time it seems to get lighter because the work we do each time actually not only helps lighten the astral itself, but it actually helps lighten all the energetic fields of all the humanities and therefore the moment-to-moment feeding of the astral is shifting to a lighter frequency or a higher frequency, less of the negative and more of the neutral and the positive. And so therefore, the whole thing is shifting. It's very exciting. Okay. I now ask that we call on the conglomerate higher selves. This is an enormous energy field that is moving in to take part in this healing today to be part of helping each and every soul that needs help. There isn't a soul too too small, too hidden, too young, too too, um, obscure, too dense because it's also going to be helping the the mineral plant and animal kingdoms in this healing and it's going to um, this this conglomerate energy is also going to be leading me through the healing today and right now Okay, I've been. We're we're first before I've already gotten the symbol, but what I want to do is first amalgamate with the um, originating source and have that originating source energy encompass the totality of who we are, allowing us to work at the very highest levels in the highest ideal for each and every soul at whatever level, no matter where they are in their process, to bring that that divine uh, knowledge, the divine healing the divine health, the divine joy, the divine love, divine balance, anything and everything it's, it can bring to each and every soul at the very highest level that each and every soul can tolerate and utilize. Okay, the symbol I'm getting is a male and a female nature and it's standing side by side, I'm, I'm not even sure where, just kind of in front of me, and yet the arms and legs are crossed So the arm of the female and the arm of the male symbol, because they're both human looking, are crossed and touching the other, the other, and the two legs are crossed. It's almost like um, three-legged race, you know, where the two legs side by side are um, tied together. And you have to get down the field figuring out how to walk since two, you know, each of your legs or one leg of each is tied together. It's similar to that, but I see it as being crossed. I'm not sure what that means exactly, but the idea is that the male and the female nature can be either independent or they can be intertwined with the male and female um, um, bodies uh, that's the sense I'm getting, that it just is signifies the some sort of crossover, and maybe more of it will come out uh, down the line. I don't know. But right now, I want everybody just to release all the issues, disbeliefs, the limited truths, the misunderstandings, the misconceptions, all of that related to the ideas of the soul that I had discussed earlier. Um let's try to clear all of our preconceptions our beliefs that that we could possibly be locked into and it doesn't mean i'm asking you to believe what i said but if we have preconceptions we don't have the objectivity the neutrality to actually look at any new information so we want to release all of those misunderstandings things that have held us stuck it's not just because i've given new information it's also because it's things that we've given that that we've we've taken in that ha- has a stuck. I mean, if we have beliefs, for example, that if a soul comes in as a man who's playing out a female-type role, we may have been taught over the many, many lifetimes that this is a bad thing. This means that man is evil or against Religion, or as a sinner, or is, um or even we might have automatic positive viewpoints that this soul is somehow special and somehow, uh, you know, has the word of God uh, coming, at, you know, available to it. I mean, I don't know all the belief systems that we've run into, good, bad, or indifferent about those who play the different kinds of. Sexual orientation in different types of societies and different types of cultures. I can't know. And so, right now, we're just asking that all of those known and unknown, all of those belief systems start to be released. And it just feels heavy. It just feels heavy, just as, you know, race and religion was heavy. It's just a lot of stuff. It feels almost like molasses. It's almost like it's the last, and it really isn't the last bastion, but it feels almost like it's the newest, and therefore the, the the area where where we haven't come to grips as much as some of the other areas, it's almost the newest bastion, and therefore there's a lot of really old baggage here that we haven't dealt with, we haven't looked at, we haven't become aware of, and so it's just sort of gooey and gummy. I'm feeling the releases for the most part, and of course it wouldn't be for everyone, but a lot of it feels gooey and gummy, you know, like slimy and, and you know, like muddy, 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 just or uh, almost organic, just brown and Uh, yucky looking, and it's got a lot of little stuff in it, you know, like if it were mud from a swamp, it would have creatures in it. And it's just all mucked up with just full of misunderstandings, misconceptions, false beliefs, limited truths, biases, preconceptions, and then everything that goes with that, the convictions, the solidified truth, it's practically solid. It's, there is so much in there. It is practically solid. It's coming out just sort of, it isn't solid. It is coming out, but we have some of those solidified truths in here where, yeah, they're different and there's something wrong with them, you know, and that is just the way it is. And so that's the kind of thing that we're letting go now, that conviction, that unquestioning concept. It is absolute and unrefutable. If they're different, there's something wrong and we've had that those beliefs time in again we've also experienced others having those beliefs about us time and again but first i want to i want the release to come around this conviction i want to call in some divine flush energy and divine love and divine understanding and divine forgiveness because this is so thick, I need as much as possible. And I'm seeing the, the, um, the pure soul essence of the planet Earth is beginning to pulse out this divine material balance. Why? Because what we want to do is we want to bring the concept that, that even people who are different from us, not only with sexual orientation, but especially that, because we're working on that today, but any difference... The idea, the objective idea, that or the abstract idea that just because they're different doesn't make something wrong with them. We want to bring that abstract idea into to materialize it, to know it, to feel it, to be it, to live it. And so that divine material balance is just pulsing out to try to help us all move out this very sluggish, sloppy, yucky preconception that because people are different, because their sexuality isn't like us, like ours, whatever ours may be, that there's something wrong with them. There's something to avoid. There's something to stay away from. There's there's something to, we need to get them away. We need to expel them. We need to, um, get them out of the society, we need to imprison them, we need to burn them at the stake we need to bury them alive, we need to torture them, we need to change them that is a big part of it is that we have these beliefs that we can change them in some way either we can deprive them enough that they change of their own volition or we force them enough and they'll change, whether it's forced or not there is a very big belief that if we just do something, that we can change them, and that energy is very aggressive. We see that today. We we see it from time to time. We know that still exists that this belief that we can change those that are different have different sexual orientations than the norm and I really want everybody to release those ideas because they come from prior lives and they are absolutely pervasive in this life we've seen them operate here they continue to operate and I don't know much about around the globe but I'm just assuming that they're operational there too let's release the idea that we can change them, that we can force them to be someone other than they are. And all of the judgments, all of the criticism, all of the attacks, all of the justifications that we put around that belief that we can change them. This energy, as you know, is going into the the astral plane. It is working on those belief systems in there as well. It's working on the biases. It's working on all of those things. And I'm already, even though we've barely started, I'm seeing a shift in the, the symbol. I see the, the two arms now, instead of crisscrossing straight, it's as if now the two arms are, uh, having their two elbows lock and and like a friendly gesture you know like you might lock elbows with a friend as you're walking down the road or a sidewalk or something that's what i'm seeing which means we've already begun to to get um enough of this stuff out and into the light that it's it's shifting the symbol itself and remember the symbol is is not um what carries the energy the energies behind the symbol. It's representative of what's going on at the energetic level. So I love when these symbols change, and the higher selves lead me uh, show me the changes within the symbols to, as an illustration of the energetic changes going on in the healing. So we're already taking a step forward. But now, what I want is to address the part of all of us. And of course, those who are experiencing this in actual, this actual life now, where they're receiving discrimination and bias based on being different uh, from, because of their sexual orientation, I'm asking that we, but we all have done that. So I want all of us to release the attacks, the experiences of being found less than, inferior, Wanting, bad, evil, and all of the hurt, the impact, the fear, the the shame that we've carried as a result, and then all of the self attack we've put on ourselves. You know, why am I different? It's all my fault. It must be me. What what kind of karma have I had? Why am I fated like this? Why is the universe against me? All of this kind of thing. I want everyone to release because if you're not feeling it in this life we have in other lives we need to let go of this kind of this the all of these belief systems that we're victims that we're powerless that we are um we're part of a you know a crapshoot we want to release all of those beliefs all of those ideas all of those concepts all of those self identities and all of the difficulties all the suffering that we've experienced all the loneliness, all the clo- being closed off from our fellow human beings, all of the the disconnection from our true selves, the lies where we would live, the um, the falsehoods that we have to live with, and all of the guilt and all of the the agony about not being true to who we are, not being authentic. All of the the experiences that we have that have been so hurtful we've put ourselves in those places we're making the choice to do that but it's nothing to be ashamed of it's simply we've done it because we've gone through so many so many difficult experiences so i want all of that to release and immediately i saw the symbol it's the the two legs are now joined in the same way like the elbows even though it's kind of awkward looking but remember it's just a It's just a symbol. It isn't two real people. So it's the legs now are joined in the same way. And there is more connection between the male and the female. Now, I also want to address the conflict between the male and the female because often we judge the other half of ourselves. If we're male, we judge not only do we judge the male portion of ourselves for many different reasons, but we also judge the female part of ourselves and vice versa. So I want all of those judgments, all of those misunderstandings, all of the misinterpretations we've had at the soul level, in those especially in those early journeys, those early lives where we had very little conscious understanding and you know misunderstandings and misinterpretations were rampant just in the same way that we come out of childhood and the beliefs we take away are based on childhood viewpoints. They're very full, loaded with misunderstandings and misconceptions and misinterpretations. And that's the same way for those early evolutionary lives that we had in, in the human kingdom. And not even just the early lives, the misunderstandings and the misconceptions continued even as societies and awareness got more and more uh, complex and the awareness grew, the misunderstandings still continue. We still misunderstand. We still have misconceptions. So we want to release all of those. Anything that separates the male and the female nature, that that you know, the disconnection that we have, the conflict, a lot of conflict. This is part of that battle within that I talked about last time. This is part of that battle within the, the upsets that we have with each part of our nature and the, the battles that we have in the nature. And so I want everybody to let that go. And I am seeing a tremendous, again, a tremendous bout of release. It's a different nature than that first kind of release that I saw. All that, that is continuing. This is more coming out of the mind, coming out of the, the throat, the, the brow, even some in the chest. It is, it's more intellectual. It's carried more at the idea, concept level. Um, the emotions aren't quite as intense around this, but there are still just we're laden with misunderstandings about the the, our own nature and the opposite nature Um, our own nature i mean if you're female with your female nature and if you're male with a male nature in any case um, there's just so much release going on and the the symbol is changing again it's happening quickly i love when this happens now the two legs are actually joined as if they're together as if it's a Siamese twin and that the leg is actually shared by the two bodies and it may look awkward but it tells me that some of the disconnection is being neutralized enough so that it is beginning to find um, it's beginning to find some connection there some real connection and the connection is happening it's moving into real time here and but i want still more to come because it's just the those two legs the two inner legs that were are touching or crossed those two are now joining and it's really quite beautiful and i want the i want the energies of um divine connection and divine acceptance to and divine love divine understanding and divine forgiveness all of those energies to move in through and around uh the male and the female nature as symbolized by this um, by this symbol that i have to try to bring more and more understanding and connection to those male and female nature okay right now what's coming up is a lot of discomfort with the body itself so if there is one of these uh, situations where the male nature is in a female body or vice versa Often, there's a great discomfort with the body itself. And um, I'm thinking that this, at the extreme level, would play out with those individuals who actually become transgender and change their gender. The discomfort is so great that they can't live in the opposite body anymore, and they go through the process of becoming the, of shifting the body to match the inner nature and so that discomfort with the body is coming out. My my gut sense is uh, that there's some discomfort no matter what with the opposite body because the male nature would be more used to being in a male body and the same with a female. So it's kind of, there is a discomfort there, and my heart goes out to those who have chosen this route because there would be a discomfort in some way, shape, or form. Some course the other extreme there could be some that there is no discomfort at all maybe they've experienced many 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 lives where the opposite nature has come into uh, the body but so they may have adjusted over time to the differences and found a very big comfort level there and decide to go through a learning and growing process in whatever way utilizing that that situation and condition I don't know. I never got that, but that's certainly a possibility. And then the comfort level would be on over, you know, different degrees over a continuum from totally comfortable to tremendous discomfort. And I really feel that we need to release the discomfort because even if we aren't in one of those situations in this life, we've had that discomfort because we have all done this kind of thing. So it's very important that we release all of the um, discomfort with the physical body being different because we don't want to have discomfort with ourselves. If we're not comfortable with who we are and what we're manifesting, then other people will sense it and be uncomfortable too. It's you know one of those energetic things. Even if we're not aware of the discomfort, we still carry it. And discomfort with a physical body in a situation like that could even play out even though we're in this life, even though we may not have one of those Opposite situations going, so we don't want to carry discomfort with the body for any reason, and let's release all of that and that I feel is coming a lot is coming out of the abdomen out of the uh, even out of the heart. there is a lot of confusion about it, a lot of anxiety um, a lot of questioning uh, self identity questioning is very big with this. This kind of pattern because it's hard to know who to identify with. Do I do I identify as a male or do I identify as a female? If if there is you're carrying both and you're experiencing both, it's it's hard. So self identity confusion is big. It's really big, and of course it would also be on a continuum. For some, it wouldn't be a problem, but it's those who it's it's been a very much a part of people who, for example, come from. you know, parents, one is, you know, uh, Japanese and the other is uh, black. So they have, it's hard sometimes to relate, especially um, in prior, you know, times, it's getting to be more and so much more common these days that it almost doesn't matter. But for a long time, for eons, for millennia, if you were of mixed race, it might have a tremendous discomfort. You wouldn't know which Culture, which society you were really a part of, because each culture might reject the part of you that belongs to the other one. So, we have a lot of discomfort with this kind of thing, and I want all of this discomfort to be released, um, you know, as much as possible. And the pain and the suffering, because there's a lot of pain and suffering about it, and a lot of questioning, as I said, about self identity, that is very, very prevalent, and it comes. Even with, you know, families who have two different religions, one is Jewish, one is Christian, one is Christian, one is Muslim, one is Buddhist, one is uh, Hindu, whatever it is, there are mixes in every society of every type of mix, and there's a lot of these issues, whether it's the issues with the sexual orientation or anything else that is different I want all that conflict, all the confusion, all the misunderstanding to be released. And it's just going on big time. And there's also can be a sense of powerlessness because there's this idea that's prevalent is that I didn't choose this, that it's my lot for some reason. And again, as you recall, we did choose it. We absolutely chose it, but we didn't know, not necessarily in this life. Maybe we always knew in this life. Maybe we had really enlightened parents and we've always known in this life. But most of the lives we didn't know. So we feel um, this sense of powerlessness and helplessness, you know, and we didn't choose it. It's some sort of fate, like I said, some sort of doom, some sort of whatever. And there is all this Uh, idea uh, of helplessness and powerlessness because if we didn't choose it we're victims we're puppets what's the universe doing to us i actually got a an email from someone um, a while back who was going through some very difficult problems in her life and she said i don't understand why the universe is out to get me we all feel like that don't we sometimes that's a genuine feeling. And so if we've had it in this life, if we've had that thought even once in this life, trust me, we've had it a thousand times in other lives. And I want everybody to release the idea that we're powerless, that we're helpless, that we're doomed, that we're victims. Um, I know we've done it again, but it's coming up yet again. So I need more of that deep well, that deep pocket to be let go of. And I'm just seeing it being pulled in from so many, so, it's so huge. It's so huge. It's almost like creating a fountain of of dark energy shooting up off the planet, pulling from every soul, pulling from the planet itself, shooting up into the light, becoming one, being neutralized. And then this neutral energy, as I explained before, is being moved in and utilized this um, the neutral energy that has become the light, this incredibly powerful light force that keeps getting empowered with everything that we release, neutralize, and it is absorbed. This light is just moving into the astral and it's permeating around the globe the, the, the all of these ideas that I've been talking about uh, aiming at the individuals, but it is working in the same way. It's working in the identical way in the astral. The astral workers, the higher selves, they're all focusing the energy exactly on these issues. Control is coming up and domination. This has to do with the idea that things, that we can change somebody or we can change ourselves. We can change and not be different. We can fit in. And I'm seeing great issues with control and domination because to change our nature, to change others, takes force or would take force if it even could happen. But if we believe it can happen, then we feel that we need to control and force and dominate. And so there's a lot of this coming out now. Who knew this was going to be such a big part of it, but it really is because change, that whole idea of needing to change others, um, having that focus that, oh yeah, we're going to change that person or those people, uh, that is absolutely, um, in bringing up all this idea of control and domination and force, forcing others to do your bidding, our bidding, um, All of whatever we carry in the etheric, all those etheric bodies, the energetic baggage we carry at the soul and the mind level, and it's also the energies are moving. um, All that bright uh, pure soul essence light is also moving into the astral and working to neutralize all of the misconceptions about control, force, and dominance. It's part of conflict. It's part of belief systems that think that something is right and something else is wrong so it's working on those type of judgments uh... we are also releasing the the judgments of right and wrong and the need to change and the need to force uh, square peg into a round hole. This is behind a lot of what we experience and what a lot what we have experienced. Either we've done it to others or others have tried to do it to us. It's both sides. We're letting go of bo- both sides, both experiencing it happening to us and then doing it to others. So both sides are held within the astral and there is just. There is a softening, that's all I can say, is there's a tremendous softening in the area of the astral that is carrying that need for force, that need to dominate, that need to control. And we also carry that toward ourselves, to force ourselves to fit in, to be something other than we are. And so that is also being addressed both in ourselves and in the astral both areas of thought energy both energetics are being addressed and there is a softening there is a softening and with that I am seeing the symbol change again which is very exciting and now I feel like half of the male and half the female is now actually merged not just the legs but half the body. I don't really see exactly what's happening with the head but I'm just hoping the head is also merged. I don't know why I'm only seeing the body from the head down and not even seeing two separate heads. I'm not seeing a head at all. So what that's all about I don't know but I do see the body merging because the need to control, the need to force, the need to dominate is also would be played out within the male and the female natures within each and every soul. Forcing the other side to be a certain way, to do a certain thing, or to act a certain way, or um, whatever. So we're, by letting go of all that forcing and that dominating and controlling is actually helping our male and female nature merge energetically and work together instead of being at odds, instead of being in conflict. So I'm very, very excited about it. Okay. Okay. I'm just looking at the energy and trying to figure out where we're going to go next. And um The Higher selves want us to work again on the actual uh, ideas of bias and discrimination and hatred. Hatred is a big part of this kind of thing and it comes from fear, it comes from feeling threatened, it comes from feeling um, abused, violated. And often the hatred comes from other lifetimes so that even if you haven't been abused and violated in this life, you believe you have in some way. And so the higher selves want us to send energy um, or or release hatred, hatred and uh, bias and discrimination and all the fear, all the misunderstandings, all the hurt and the suffering behind it because they want more of that hatred to be addressed I think we have addressed it at least I hope we have Um, maybe we haven't but I hope we have in other the prior two healings but in any case uh, we're, we're addressing it now and I want hatred to be let go of and it's hatred of the self hatred of the opposite nature hatred of each other, hatred of differences and then all the fears and misunderstandings known and unknown direct and indirect. Shame, feelings of inadequacy, guilt, feelings like we're failures and losers, all the judgments that are attached, anything and everything that is part of this hatred, that underlies it, that's foundational to this hatred. I want those to be released right along with the hatred and all the pain. There's a lot of pain and agony, despair and suffering coming out grief and sorrow because hatred is whether we've given it out or we've been receiving it or both, it is so debilitating as you all know. It colors everything in our life pattern. It creates a cloud, a darkness, unhappiness, discouragement, resentment, so much that we carry around and it is it's the absence of love it's the absence of joy it's the absence of fulfillment and so I want everyone to release hatred as much as possible and I see it it's almost like it's coming out like a a dark river out of the heart area the stomach area and it's flowing downward and just flowing over the like the the surface of the earth and the earth, and all of us were beaming that light, all the light, all the divine light, all the pure soul essence light to that water. It's sort of seeking its own level, and it's so dense, it's so it's just moving straight down. But the light is still there, the light is there. We're now going to focus all the light to neutralize and absorb all this very dense hatred because it's so dense it just it sinks rather than rises you know instead of being a feather or or um a milkweed that that flows in the wind it's like this like bricks in a in a fluid you know um flowing bricks it's so dark and and heavy and so the the light i want to just keep focusing the light the light the light the divine light taking in that, that hatred and changing it, neutralizing it, and then absorbing all the neutral energy. And it's just coming so fast and furious. But the light is there. And remember that light is, is this, the, our purest, most potent point of power. There's nothing like it. And it's treating this hatred uh, as if it's Nothing but it's just so much of it that it's an ongoing process but I do actually see the flow easing the flow is easing and the the light is is um, very much getting it all now I don't know that we've all released every bit of hatred that we carry uh, for whatever reason but we've released a lot and so has everyone on this planet so now I want to just check out the hatred in the astral that is part of that lower savage level it's very much a solidified energy Um, and the light is also working very much on that and I do see it shrinking it is definitely shrinking it's definitely the um, light is being directed to it and why don't we all just send some more light and some more love It's just so interesting because hatred so represents the lack of what we all want. It's a state of lack. I can't explain it any better than that, but it's almost as if the light is now filling a void rather than transforming anything. I know it's transforming. That is what it does. That is what it continues to do. But with the transformation, it's as if the lack is, we're losing the lack It's just, it's heartening. It's joyful. It's great. Of course, this is hatred not just related to uh, the differences um, of sexual orientation. It's related to every kind of hatred. And that's the good thing, is that we're dealing with more issues than one. Everything is so attached, so interrelated, so complex, and so anything we do related to one issue helps with all others. So I want to just continue the releases, and actually it's very much slowing down, and I am seeing the merging of the male and the female. The whole body now, not just half the body, but the whole body is merging. I see the two legs and the torso merging. The one arm is now merging with the other arm. Um, it's as if, I don't know how to explain it, but in any case, but I'm still having problems seeing the heads. I'm not sure what that's about, guys. Explain that to me. Um, well, there's more confusion here, and there's more. There's some fear right here of the unknown, the, the fear of the future, the not knowing where the journey is going, uh, and also um, confusion about the whys and wherefores that each and every soul has about itself, whether male or female or, or however they're uh, living out in this planet today, that this is more a how is this going to relate to me kind of thing. So there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of doubts, a lot of concerns, a lot of confusion, and even some conflicts, uh, definitely some conflicts, and also some um, still some pain coming out, still some issues of trying to um, rectify or Yeah I would say rectify is the right word to connect what is going on in this life with the healing that's happened today and what does it mean? How is it gonna shift what I'm experiencing in this life? Where are the changes gonna be made? Are there gonna be changes? You know, all of those kind of things. And so I see a lot of stuff now. I want you to release all those kind of things. We're not gonna have all the answers. Of course, we have the questions, but we can also release the fears and anxieties around around it, the doubts, the worries, the concerns, the uh, second guessing, the if only, you know, or what ifs. I want all of that stuff to be let go, and I see it coming out of the top of the head, out of the brow, out of the throat, out of the mouth. It's, it's more um, less the heavy-duty uh, feeling of the fear. It's more the questioning more at held at the intellectual level. So I, I'm seeing all of that go and as a result I do feel the two heads are back, I see them now, but they are not merged. And I don't know why. But it just does feel like there needs to be more processing. Um maybe there's processing that needs to be done um at the individual levels, maybe uh there's more in there than we have time for today and so in any case the symbol is just an indicator for me that there's more to work on but because so much of the body has shifted and changed or the symbol of the of the body or of the soul natures has shifted and changed that it it's really an indicator of how much was was done how much was let go of and how much the the global uh, shift will be there will be even more of a shift and I'm seeing the the that same very slight aqua light light aqua mixed with a light light blue coming in and becoming the cocoon around the planet it's um, encompassing the planet itself and all the humanities past present and future all the souls involved and it is going to continue with the process and it will also help us acclimate to whatever shifts each of us are going to experience personally, Um, I also wanted to to include in it the divine clarity of vision and expansion of perception. Again, divine love, divine understanding, and divine acceptance of the self and of others, and the divine forgiveness of the self and others. And with that, the higher selves are closing down the forever now moment, and that's an indicator that the healing is over. And I'm just going to go around and see if there's anything I might have missed that I need to pay attention to before we absolutely finish this. And it just, it looks very calm, very peaceful. The astral has made again a significant shift, um, even more than it was when we started. It is really quite amazing um, I can't even, I can't describe it, but it's, even the lower levels look more medium gray than, than dark gray or black. And so it just feels like there's been a lot of movement um, and all of the other layers are clearing very well. By getting and an, um, working so much with that very base layer, It is facilitating the change, even fast, accelerating the change in the higher layers. So it's looking really pretty good. Of course, I'm going to continue to work with it. The image of the astral that I'm getting could be related um, to the sexual orientation issue, and we could go in on some other issue, and it'll be dark again. I'm not sure uh, exactly. The higher selves change things up from time to time. But in any case, I do feel very good about how much we progressed and I do, uh, the healing is over and I do want to thank each and every one of you for taking part. It's been yet again, a fantastic experience. And I hope each of you absolutely, um, experiences some shifts in your life in some way. I have no idea how it's going to shift. It could be simply a sense of a shift in understanding, a shift of in insight, uh, New opportunities come forward. Um, Any trepidation you had about something being different from you shifts in your life. You don't have that trepidation anymore. Uh, I don't know how it's going to play out. All I know is there will be a shift. There was so much let go. So much let go. Um, Boy, that hatred. Well, that was an interesting image. How dense it was. How dark. So you might even feel lighter physically because you've you've let go of so much of that very dark, very heavy, very dense energy of hatred, let alone everything else. So with that, um, I am going to thank you again, as I do every week for being a part of the show. I want you to have my email, Janet at Janet or Janet at higher self voice.com. You know, I, I'm sort of, repetitious here but do email me about anything should you get a an idea or have a moment I would welcome it as you know so with that I am going to say goodbye I want everybody to have a good next couple three weeks and I'll be back I believe it's the 2nd of September but in any case it is the first the first Wednesday of September, then I will be back live. And if you have any requests for healing or any comments or anything, please get it to me by then so that I will have it ready for that show. Okay. Uh, Don't wait to the last minute, you know, give it to me. uh, Give me a few days to um, get to it and, and incorporate it onto the show. But in any case, I would write you back anyway, let you know what I'll be doing with it. Okay. All right. I love you guys so much so so much and I hope you're all enjoying the summer as I am and um, moving forward on your path and with expectation and excitement and joy and if there are problems remember there are opportunities to just dig a little deeper and remove some more of that energetic baggage that we carry the more we slough off the more we get rid of and each time we do it is permanent at least with my technique um, The more we do that, the more shifts we're going to bring in our outer reality, and things will shift. Anyway, you know, I'm a broken record. So, all right, goodbye, guys. Have a good week.